Hey, faithful listener, thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Good morning, friends and faithful listeners. Happy Thursday. This is Jen here with the P40 Ministries podcast. And thanks for tuning in this morning to discuss the Bible with me as we share a cup of coffee together. Today, we will be discussing Mark chapter, uh, let's see here, 12 verses 35 through 44. We'll finish out this chapter today. And you know, if this podcast is blessing you in any way, please feel free to share it on your social media platforms. And also, guys, I'm going to be soon doing a giveaway And I'm very excited about it. The details aren't completely planned out yet, but I'm very much planning on a giveaway for the new year. So it's going to include the YouTube channel. So I'm going to drop a link to the YouTube channel and definitely go to it and subscribe. And that will... uh, Uh, That's going to be a big part of the giveaway. So I definitely recommend you doing that, especially if you want to be entered into the giveaway, which I'm quite excited about myself. But um, let's go ahead and discuss Mark chapter 12, verses 35 through 44 today. As always, grab your cup of coffee and your Bible. And let's go ahead and read this. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. version as usual. Jesus responded as he taught in the temple, How is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself said in the Holy Spirit, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. Therefore David himself calls him Lord, so how can he be his son? The common people heard him gladly. In his teaching he said to them, Beware of the scribes who like to walk in long robes and to get greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the best places at feasts, those who devour widows' houses and for a pretense make long prayers. These will receive greater condemnation. Jesus sat down opposite the treasury and saw how the multitude cast money into the treasury. Many who were rich cast in much. A poor widow came, and she cast in two small brass coins, which equal a quadrant's coin. He called his disciples to himself and said to them, Most certainly I tell you, this poor widow gave more than all of those who are giving into the treasury, for they all gave out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, gave all that she had to live on. I wish I knew more about the widow that gave the uh, the coins, but the Bible doesn't really talk a lot about her other than the blessing that Jesus gave her. But anyway, in verse 35, he is talking with the multitudes. And this is actually where if you look in the book of Matthew, which we've already talked about, uh, you know, Jesus gives this whole entire chapter in the book of Matthew about the woe to you Pharisees. So in other words, like condemnation to you uh, Pharisee. And he gives all those. And that is basically right here. But Mark doesn't go into a lot of detail about that. In general, Mark does not go into a lot of detail about what Jesus says, more about what Jesus does. That was just Mark's writing style. He was always portraying Jesus as a servant of many, which is what Jesus was. But Matthew was much more... um, 
interested in what Jesus had to say. Mark was much more interested in what Jesus had to do. So it says here that uh, Jesus was speaking to the crowd and probably the Pharisees were still there because this is right after the whole uh, thing where the Pharisees are asking Jesus a bunch of questions. And I'm sure the Pharisees were not very happy to... um, to listen to what Jesus had to say here. So it says here in verse 35 that Jesus was teaching in the temple and he says, how is it that the scribes say that the Christ is the son of David? For David himself said in the Holy Spirit, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies the footstool of your feet. So the Pharisees and the scribes, they thought they knew everything about the Messiah that there was to know. And now Jesus is once again challenging them to think in a way they've never thought about before because they always said, you know, that the Messiah was going to be the son of David. In other words, he was not going to be God. He was not going to, you know, he was going to be like a political figure like David was, like David was a king. And the Messiah was also supposed to be a political figure. So now Jesus is challenging that thought by what he is saying right here. He is saying, so if the Messiah is going to be like a political figure and that's it, Why is it that David himself calls the Messiah, my Lord? And that is what Jesus was asking the scribes and the Pharisees. He was trying to make them think, like, who is the Messiah? Is the Messiah just a person? Is the Messiah just a political guy, a king? Or is he God? Is he the Savior? So he was getting the scribes and the Pharisees to think. And I believe that um, other versions of the Bible translate it as um, after this, the scribes and the Pharisees uh, couldn't stand Jesus even more after he challenged them like that. I can't remember specifically, but, you know, Jesus was directly challenging the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes with this question, which I think is really funny and awesome. And apparently I am also a common person because the common people loved it. They were so excited to hear Jesus challenging the Pharisees. They were hearing him gladly is what it says. They were excited and I am among those people. So I am also a common person (laughs) that hears Jesus gladly say this. Just it's it's always interesting to, to uh, you know, hear people who think they're super smart getting challenged. So in verse 38, uh, Jesus continues teaching them. And that's where he goes into this whole like, woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites. And uh, that's what it talks about in Matthew. There's a whole chapter dedicated to it. But in Mark, there's only two verses dedicated to it. So it says, uh, you know, Mark kind of just sums it up what Jesus had to say here. But where the scribes who like to walk in long robes and get greetings in the marketplaces and the best seats in the synagogues and the best places at feasts. So in other words, Jesus is um, telling the crowd, don't be like the Pharisees who just want all the attention and want to walk around in beautiful clothing and just uh, flit around and um, get greetings in the marketplaces and be known by all these people. Don't become like they are. Don't do it. He says, because... All they want, it's all their own pride. The Pharisees wanted nothing to do with the things of God. They were only caring about their own egos. So don't be like them. And uh, it says here, and Jesus continues in verse 40, you know, these Pharisees, they want all this attention and his praise and everything, but they devour widows' houses. And they make long prayers that are completely 
hypocritical. And back then, Jesus used the word hypocrite, which doesn't really mean exactly what we think it means. It actually means play actor. Hypocrite actually means play actor. You know, we we call people hypocrites that um, aren't doing what they preach. That's what we that's what we think of a hypocrite is nowadays, but it's it's not exactly the same. Back then, Jesus was considering it to be play acting. You know, they're just putting on a show for the people. They don't actually believe it in their hearts. They're just putting a show on. And, uh, you know, Jesus says these people, these scribes, they pretend they're so holy by doing these long prayers. But in their spare time, they're going around destroying widows' homes, devouring them is what it says. And Jesus says at the end of this uh, thing that these people are going to receive great condemnation. So they're going to be condemned in the end because of everything they have done. The people who didn't protect the widows, the people who didn't protect the orphans and the fatherless. That's what the, the Bible has been saying that a lot recently to me. I don't know what I'm supposed to take from that, but uh, it, it says in the Bible so many times, protect the widows and protect the fatherless and the orphans as well. And, uh, you know, the, the actual translation is actually the fatherless, just to throw that out there. But it's really interesting that uh, that keeps coming up for me. But these Pharisees were not doing this. They were not protecting widows and children and orphans and fatherless children. He, they were doing the opposite. They were taking from them. They were exploiting them. And so now Jesus is sitting down, you know, opposite the treasury. And this is, I think this is really cool because it's showing how different Jesus was from the Pharisees. This, this direct uh, jump from where he's teaching about the Pharisees destroying widows. And now all of a sudden he's caring about this widow that comes and gives uh, this money. So it's just showing how different Jesus's character was from these scribes and these Pharisees who believed they were so holy, but Jesus was actually holy and actually cared about widows. So it says here, Jesus sits down opposite the treasury in the temple. And so he was just people watching. (laughs) I love people watching. It's a lot of fun. But Jesus is sitting and watching The people, you know, giving all their money and everything. He's people watching. And it says that he's watching how everybody is lining up to just give all this money into the treasury. And this is where the guilt in giving comes in. I've talked about guilt in giving a lot. You know, uh, God does not want a guilty giver. He wants a cheerful giver. I've said that many times in my Old Testament episodes that we've been doing recently, especially with the building of the the tabernacle and the tent of meeting and uh, how the people were giving their gifts willingly to God. But, um, you know, Jesus is sitting here, people watching, and he's looking at how all of these people are giving gifts into the treasury. But the people, many of them are doing it Uh, out of their own abundance. In other words, they're doing it just for show, to show the other people how much they have and how much they're willing to give. And they're not doing it with the right heart. But um, it says here that this, this poor, very poor widow comes up and she had the right heart. It says that she gave two small brass coins. And I looked up what this would mean back then. And this was about 1% of a daily wage back in those days. So this was practically nothing that this woman was giving. And it was all she had. And yet she was coming in with the right heart. 
She wanted to give those two coins. She believed in God that he would protect her and take care of her. And that if she gave these two coins, that he would be there for her. And so she gave every cent that she had. And that's what it says. It says that Jesus sees this widow give these coins and he calls his disciples and says to them, most certainly I tell you, this poor widow gave more than all of those who are giving into the treasury. And this is showing Jesus's difference from the scribes. You know, the scribes would have probably looked at those people giving all the money and uh, welcomed them in and been all excited that these people are giving tons and tons of money into their treasury. But they would have looked past this poor widow who gave everything that she had. Jesus did the opposite. Jesus says, Most certainly I tell you, this poor widow gave more, for they all gave out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, gave all that she had to live on. And that's where this ends. And it's kind of sad because I, I wonder what happened with that widow, but, and I'm not trying to add to scripture in any way, but I do believe that uh, in the end she was blessed for that. You know, because it says in the Bible that you will be blessed in secret. Your father who sees in secret will bless you openly, is what it says in the Bible. That's a direct quote from Jesus's own lips. And so I, I do believe that in one way or another, this widow was blessed for what she had done. Even if we just talk about her nowadays, about how faithful she was in her giving and how she did it out of the right heart and how Jesus noticed that and loved that about her and commemorated her for that. And I think that that is pretty cool. But this is how Mark chapter 12 ends. And uh, unfortunately, this is kind of a shorter episode today, but that's okay. We can do a short episode every once in a while. But friends and faithful listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. Once again, go to the link in the show notes of this podcast episode to uh, navigate over to the YouTube channel and subscribe. Friends and faithful listeners, have a fantastic rest of your week. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.